As uh, Margie kind of introduced at the start, yes, we are indeed in Advent. And um, yeah, as, as she also said, it's a time, isn't it, where we reflect on um, and think about Christ's coming. And uh, we kind of think about Christ coming in a number of different ways. You think about his coming in the past when Christ came as a baby into this world, the incarnation, breaking in and changing history and the world forever, changing lives, bringing restoration, redemption. We think about Christ in that way, coming in the past. We also think about Christ coming in the future when he will one day come and restore all things to himself and we'll join him in eternity think about that Christ coming in the future. And we think about Christ also coming in the present. We want Christ to come and break into our lives in the present, don't we? And many of us, I'm sure, in different ways are looking for Christ to come and break into our lives, whether it's to do with restored relationships, whether it's just coming in Christ, we want you to come and restore, uh, you know, in, in terms of health, in terms of finances, in terms of employment, in terms of just other breakthroughs that we need to see in our lives. We want Christ to come and break in. So it's in this season too, we particularly, not only, because we think about the Christ coming in many different ways throughout the whole calendar year, but particularly this season we think about Christ's coming in those past, present and future ways. So it's a time, isn't it, of waiting for Christ to come. It's a time of anticipation. It's a time too of preparation for us. We think about how we can prepare ourselves for Christ's coming in different ways. It's in this season too, in this Advent season, when the church has long reflected on the biblical themes, as, again, as Margie said, Margie's basically stolen what I was going to say, and she went, no, it's great, of um, you know, hope, uh, of peace, of joy and love. The church has long reflected on those themes, and that's something we're going to do uh, this afternoon. We're gonna, we've got four different people coming to share on those scenes. We have Honora Smith, Val Haxton, Elvis Twum, and Dave Butler, who are going to each come and share on one of those themes. And they, I'm not entirely sure exactly what they're going to share. They're going to each share for up to sort of five minutes. But they, you know, they might share some personal stories or testimonies of how they've known God's peace, hope, love, or joy. And uh, they might share some scriptures, some reflections with us. But can I just encourage us to open our hearts to receive all that God has to say through them? I don't know, I, mean, I, I, I love hearing different people preach and, and messages that we have and various things, but I do think there's something special about hearing just testimonies, stories from different people. And it excites me to hear that we're going to be hearing from different ones this, the, uh, this afternoon. What did I say this morning? Uh, this afternoon. Uh, you know, I'm excited by that. I'm just looking forward to hearing what they have to share. So it was a really rich time last time we did it. Uh, we had a number four share him, if you remember, last year. I think it's just such a rich time, and so we've, we're doing it again this year. Um, before we invite them up, I'm just gonna, they're going to come up, each one in turn, and um, they're going to light the Advent, their Advent candle, the wreath here, and uh, then they're just going to share one after the other. But before they kind of invite Honora to come up, she's coming up first, I think, to share on hope. Let's just uh, pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your coming in the past as a baby. As God coming as flesh and blood into this world, to breaking in, to bring your healing, to bring your restoration and redemption, God. We thank you for that gift to us. 
And Lord, we do look forward to your coming again in the future. And, and again, Lord, we ask for your coming in the present. In different ways, what many of us need your breaking into our lives now in the everyday. Lord, would you break in? We pray. And Lord, as we each one comes and as the four come up and share with us uh, this afternoon, we pray, Lord God, would you prepare our hearts for all that you have for us, for all they have to share. We do pray that it just wouldn't be, you know, that we just hear word, nice words, but actually, God, we pray we just really hear the message of your coming, of your breaking in, of your testimony, of your work in their lives. And God, actually, in th- therefore, that we just encounter you, Jesus, afresh this afternoon, that we might know you deeply and intimately. Lord God, we're grateful for each of our, each one of us has a story to tell, of testimonies to tell. And Lord God, we're grateful for each one who's going to be sharing with us. We pray your blessing, we pray your anointing on them as they share with us. Yeah, and God, again, open our hearts and our ears to hear your voice this afternoon. Amen. Amen. So, honour Great. Well, I'm talking about hope. And the word hope can mean quite a few different things. We might say, I hope I get a parking space today. I hope England win. But there's a degree of uncertainty there. And sadly, we, we can become hopeless in some situations. But putting our trust in Jesus means we have a deep, secure hope. Um, there's been many times in my life when I can testify that God has guided me. Uh, Key moments like coming to Basingstoke and our marriage and things in my work. And God has given me support at difficult times. For example, this year I had a lot of root canal work done. It went on for week after week and I knew God's support was there to get me through that. Um, and those, those instances give me, give me hope that I can put my trust in God for what's to come in my journey of life. And in the Bible, there is so much about hope. I was starting to look at it, and I thought, wow, it's amazing, and I want to do some more Bible study on it, because it's just so rich. And an instance, the Thessalonians were commended for their endurance, inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus. And the author of Hebrews says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So that's two things about their endurance and an anchor in stormy waters. Those are things where um, God is our hope. So what I'd like to just finish with in this brief word is is a blessing from Romans. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we've now lit the second candle of the Advent wreath, which is the candle of peace. Um, I'm not normally a stressy person. I'll usually run with a situation, and if things change, that's fine. And I can go with the flow. But 
we all encounter situations in our lives where things don't go according to plan or turn out as we think that they should. Those are the times we often turn to God for comfort and direction. When I thought about what to share today, um, the words of the hymn, It is well with my soul, came to me. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And when I thought about it, that word attends kind of brought a picture of a nurse calming, comforting, healing in a difficult situation. And that's what the Holy Spirit does with us when we're in turmoil and we don't know what to do. And even for those day-to-day pesky things that come up again and again, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. And do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Some years ago, God called us to take our family and go to Zambia. Um, We were there for five years, so that Mike could teach at a Christian school called Chengelo. And I remember Mike um, coming to tell me, I think this is where God's calling us. And to my utter dismay and sudden feeling of anxiety about all of this, as I contemplated leaving friends, family, the wonderful church that we were part of, and everything that I'd known, I did want to serve God, but not leave those things and those people I was so upset that I wouldn't pray for two weeks. And that was also because probably deep down, I actually wondered if God was in this and I didn't want to go. This was exactly it. And it was only after I gave in and prayed that God gave me verses about obedience being better than sacrifice. And I then had peace and was able to accept the call. I certainly needed those verses to remember when things were difficult there as well. So having God's word and being able to lean on it really helped me in that situation. Then when we were contemplating coming home five years later, we knew it was the right thing to do, but we didn't receive any word from God. We went to see Steve Thomas from Salt and Light, some of you will know him, and Bryn Franklin, and they were visiting Chengelo at the time. And that was because everybody there, the teachers, the governors of the school, the elders of the church, they all wanted us to stay, so there was no way we could get um, other people to, to sort of tell us yes, no, because they all wanted us there. Um, But we knew that God was calling us back. And although coming home to the UK was also then a hard thing, God made a way and I knew that it was well with my soul. Christmas and Advent, this time of year is not always easy for many people. Loved ones may have passed away, who you'll miss. 
Relationships with family may be strained. We have had, and still experience, more than our fair share of difficulty in relationships with close and extended family. And I would love for those relationships to be healed. Those are the times that I remember the words of Jesus, my peace I give to you. And I try not to allow my heart to be troubled. If you're feeling troubled at this time, Jesus can give you the gift of his peace. Allow him into your heart to heal those hurts. Find someone to talk to or pray with you who you trust. May it be well with your soul today. Right, so we just lit the ten candle of the Advent wreath, which is the candle of joy. So today I'll be talking to you about uh, the theme of Advent, uh, uh, which is joy, basically. And when it comes to joy, uh, this, is, this tends to be uh, almost like used interchangeably with happiness. But as we know, joy is more than being happy. And of course, happy situations can bring about joy, but joy goes beyond uh, being happy. Joy, if I should describe it, would be a deep inner uh, sense of satisfaction which goes beyond one's circumstances. So it's not based on emotions, which we know can go up and down. Uh, it's not based on football matches, which we know what happened last night. <laughs> yeah. But it's basically the ability to smile inside even when things around you are not going well so much here. Joy, as I said, is not built on emotion, but instead it's built on something more permanent uh, and long-lasting, and something which cannot be easily consumed. And I think uh, in the Christian context, joy, we can say, is built on on God through Christ Jesus. In fact, uh, joy is part of the character of God, and comes to us through our relationship with God, through Christ. Now, if we turn our Bibles to John 15, verse 11, so this is Jesus speaking, and he says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. So this is a clear example, I mean, a clear uh, yeah, example of how joy is part of the character of Christ, and not, is it just part of his character, but he wants to give it to us, so that our joy will also be complete. If you look at Galatians 5, to 23, it talks about joy being the fruit of the Spirit. Again, just telling us where our, our source of joy should be from, right from God, the Holy Spirit, to us. So joy is not something we can create by ourselves, but instead, uh, in Christ, we can experience joy that is abundant. So we've already talked about joy being something you can express regardless of the circumstances. But we can all ad- admit that when it comes to difficult situations or challenging situations, it is difficult to express joy. So the question is, how do you maintain this joy in these uh, times of difficulties? And I think a clue uh, from the Bible uh, will be uh, John 15, verse 4. And again, this is Jesus talking. And he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And we've already talked about joy being a fruit of the Spirit. And therefore, here the Word of God is saying we need to be connected to 
God through Christ in order to maintain his joy regardless of the circumstances. And what does it mean to remain even connected to the vine? It means we need to have hope and faith in God and also in his promises. Because that is what will keep us uh, strong in times of difficulties. I mean, when you read, I think, Nehemiah 8, verse 10, uh, the Bible says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we need to be able to keep connected so that when it comes to difficult situations, we can also say the same thing, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'll just read one example of such promises uh, which the Bible gives us, which we can rely on in times of difficulties. And this comes from John 16, verse 33. And here Jesus tells his disciples that in this world, we will face many tribulations. And then the promise comes next. He says, take heart, because I've overcome the world. So when you are facing tribulation, difficulties, this is something you can draw from to be your strength. Uh, and there are many promises uh, in the Bible we can refer to. So Jesus himself actually demonstrated uh, joy in time of difficulties. If we look at Hebrew 12 verse 2, it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So, I mean, this tells us that joy is not looking at your current circumstances. You are looking ahead of time, the promise of God, and looking ahead uh, to Christ. So, I just, yeah, so in this time of Advent, I think there's one obvious reason why we should all be joyful, which is the birth of our Lord, <laughs> Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, if you read uh, Luke 2, verse 9 to 11, uh, so this was after Jesus was born, and the angel, an angel appeared to some shepherds on the field. And uh, initially, the shepherds were terrified, but the angel uh, told the shepherds that, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah the Lord. So again, great source of joy in this Advent uh, season we know there's a lot of issues, economic issues, cost of living, inflation, but we should be able to be joyful because, as I said, our joy is not linked to the circumstances around us, but it's based on God and his promises. And why should we be even joyful because the Savior is born? Because we know what it means. He came to save us from sin. We are no longer slaves to sin. He came to restore the relationship we have with God uh, so that we have a right standing with God now. Uh, and all of us can approach the throne of grace with confidence because of what he did. So all this should be a source of joy for us all. We rejoice because God is good. We rejoice because God invites us to be his family. And I would like to just end by reading a passage from Philippians 4, verse 4, which says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Thank you. Yeah, so God sent his son to go through hell to restore us into relationship with him. So, uh, thinking again back to our children, I think all of us as parents don't just want to meet their needs and so on. We want to protect them as well from harm, uh, to try and do what we can to you know, show our love for them, demonstrate our love. And I can think, I'm going to concentrate on interventions in my life, only one of them, you'll be pleased to know, but interventions in my life that I can think back and see how God actually saved my life on a number of occasions. Sometimes I knew, sometimes it was looking back later that I knew. 
These weren't times that I was feeling super spiritual. In one case, I was only four years old, so, you know. But I wasn't sort of in a situation where I was singing psalms or anything else and God stepped in. These were times uh, that I was involved in other stuff and he saved my life. I want to talk about one particular incident which happened not far from here, even though we weren't living here then. I'd been away for two weeks down in the West Country doing some training with an employer. We'd only been married, what was it, three or four months um, so this is, what, 1970. I was travelling back from the West Country in a little old mini. It was dark. It was like half past ten at night, quarter to eleven. I was on my way from the West Country, A30, up to Reading, and then across to sort of Slough, Windsor area. Just west of Basingstoke in 1970, there was one of these roads, the A30, had what used to be called the Death Trap Roads. I don't know if you know what I mean, but three lanes... Laurie's nodding. We had a normal left and right, you know, sort of side, and a lane in the middle where anybody could pull out and overtake, and if you, somebody else pulled out, you basically played chicken. So there was me travelling back eastwards, uh, just to say to the west here of Basingstoke, and there was traffic on the other side, of course, and then I, there was traffic in the middle, overtaking the traffic that was coming the other way. And uh, there was this voice in my little minivan, which is, it was as audible as people have been talking today. And this voice said to me, get off the road now. It wasn't shouting, it was firm, but not aggressive. It was quite calm, but you couldn't really ignore it. I didn't argue. I pulled off the road and bounced to a halt on the grass on the verge. And as I did so, where I would have been, just a few seconds later, came a Pantechnican. Do you know what a Pantechnican is? You know, like a furniture removal truck, overtaking the overtakers on two little winking sidelights. I would not have survived that. But for the grace of God and the love of God, even though I was 35 miles from home, I was just looking forward to getting home. <laughs> I wasn't thinking super spiritual thoughts, but God stepped in and showed and demonstrated his love for me in saving my life. Amazing stuff. And I just thank God that he loves me so much that he wanted to save my life. And he loves each and every one of us here with that special sacrificial love that only he can have for us. Excellent. Is it wonderful hearing different people's kind of, yeah, their stories, their testimonies, their just experiences of God's love, joy, peace, and hope? It's a rich time. So just, uh, yeah, honor, thank you. Uh, Val, thank you very much. Uh, Elvis, brilliant. And Dave, thank you again. Yeah, really appreciate all you guys. Can we just give them another round of applause for just sharing with us? Great. Yeah, each sharing uniquely in their own way, how God's impacted them and met them in, in their lives.